Good morning, and we are joined at this time, as we are uh, every other Monday, by Congressman Greg Pence. Good morning to you, Congressman. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Tom. I'm chilly today. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, you know, winter uh, arrived a little bit early, it seemed like. It sure did. After a couple of days of 70 degrees, and then boom, there we were. Uh, Had the window open, had to close it in the middle of the night. It was that cold. Yeah. Uh, Well, Tom, I was out in D.C. last week. Uh, We had kind of what we call our organization uh, for leadership and uh, new rules for the House. The Republicans took back the House. That became official last week. So that's what we'll be working on between now and January 3rd. Yeah, and you have a uh, new uh, speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, chosen as uh, Speaker of the House under the uh, Republican majority. And uh, I understand that the, a couple of things that are uh, some priorities that are set forth for 2023, one of which is uh, deregulation. Yeah, that you and I have been talking about that uh, for the last couple of years, Tom. You know, deregulation, particularly in the energy industry so we can get the you know the cost of our electricity natural gas gasoline diesel down uh that'll be a number one focus it could be the second first or second bill that we introduce uh on january 3rd or 4th um, being on the energy and commerce committee and then then we're going to really focus on the fentanyl crisis which includes the border the open border and then, you know, I, I, what I'm a little concerned about, Tom, is that, you know, we're going to it'll it'll be uh, Congress deja vu all over again. And, and all we're going to have are these hearings that are attacked to attack the other side, like uh, Trump and um, uh, my party. Republicans have been attacked for the last two to four, two to six years, actually. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we get some things done. Uh, one of the things I'm optimistic about is that we're not going to have proxy voting anymore, and we're going to go to what's called regular order, where bills are going to be introduced the way they're supposed to be introduced. When that's in committee, then we debate them, we, we make amendments to them, and, and then it goes to the next committee and then on to the floor. And the reason I think that'll help us be a little more partisan and a little more productive is because then we'll have to be together. We will have to be working, looking each other in the eye. And, you know, for the last couple of years, as I'm down to one of 12 people that's never proxy voted, uh, you know, it's hard to develop relationships with people when you don't have to look them in the eye face-to-face. Yeah, and I know this is something that we talked about. and It was a, a byproduct of the um, uh, pandemic. But uh, are there still uh, members of Congress still uh uh, voting by proxy? Oh, there sure are, Tom. Uh-huh. They're, uh, you know, and I don't think they're doing it for any legitimate reasons. It, you know, it's supposedly you sign an affidavit that says, I'm dealing with COVID in my household. I've been exposed to COVID or I have COVID. Well, you know, there's folks, that, there's way too many of them that are regularly not there. And it's interesting, the further they live away from Washington, D.C., it seems like the more they are proxy voting because they don't have to fly back and forth uh, and be in D.C. So I guess they just stay home and do whatever they want, which, I, again, I, I have railed against this for two years. It's just wrong. 
And I know another thing that we talked about was the uh, House uh, office buildings in the Capitol being closed. And I guess uh, and that is that another part of the uh, government accountability and transparency that uh, your party's looking to uh, put forth this year? Well, that's right. We're going to get rid of uh, uh, the, the offices are open now. You still have to be you still have to check in and be escorted. We'll we'll eliminate that. Uh, there is a problem with the number of Capitol Police. They are down 500 members of the Capitol Police Force at, subsequent to January 6th. Of course, I don't think that they were treated uh, uh, very well. They were blamed for some things. But one of the reasons that they've limited the number of doors there is because they don't have the number of law enforcement folks to uh, secure all the doors. But we're open. If folks come out to D.C., we can take them. Just just give us a shout before you come, and we'll take you on tours. The tours are back open. Yeah, and uh, getting back to the uh, – you talked about the, some of the investigations, and I know that uh, there have been uh, some members of uh, Congress and the uh, new majority who have been uh, talking about uh, launching some investigations. But uh, uh, now, now, if I understand this correctly, you feel that this is, uh, this is counterproductive to uh, trying to get the people's business done? Well, we have two things in, in the House of Representatives that uh, by, by the Constitution we're supposed to do. One is uh, pass laws. Uh, legislate, which includes power of the purse, and the second is oversight of the federal government. So having hearings of, of oversight nature is appropriate, and there are some things that have occurred that need to be investigated, and I'm not opposed to those. It's my hope, though, that it isn't every committee is spending all its time in front of television investigating the same things. I think we do need to investigate the CDC. I think we do need to finish, uh, pursue the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, that Those are two things that are, are open and it, it is a real issue. Uh, and then the normal investigation or oversight that, that the House representatives do. I just hope it isn't every committee spending all their time on the same investigation so members can get in front of the TV. Okay, so uh, not the rush to the cameras and microphones and things of that nature, and uh, you know, more or less uh, doing uh, what uh, you and your uh, fellow representatives were sent to Washington to do. Yeah, do, get, show up and go to work and roll up our sleeves and get the job done. That's what we're supposed to do, not stand in front of the TV camera. All right. And then, of course, as always, um, uh, people have a need uh, with a federal agency up until uh, at least in this uh, this part of Indiana uh, up until uh, January. Uh, how can they uh, go about uh, getting that assistance? Yeah, we're we're still working. We're still doing the job. Get a hold of us at pence.house.gov. All right. So pence.house.gov and getting that until uh, January. And as far as, of course, uh, we talked about, uh, Congressman, the uh, temperatures and everything, how cold it was. But uh, sounds like uh, just like the turkeys that will be uh, carved up on Thursday, uh, the rest of us are going to thaw out as well with the temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, and get out and help somebody a little less fortunate, which I'll be doing in the next couple of days. And uh, remember the blessings that we have. All right. Well, Congressman Greg Pence, as always, we appreciate your time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families, and uh, we will talk to you once again uh, two weeks from now. All right. Thanks, Tom. 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 